Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about price fixing. Price fixing. Now, the last time we did one on price fixing, it was about property investors banding together and just discussing, just talking about raising prices or raising rents. Now, that got a lot of feedback with people interested in it. And one thing that was raised by a couple of listeners was the articles in the media that have come out about real estate agencies fixing price. Now, this is really interesting, and we're going to delve deep into what this is. But what is important to say is this was not a case about real estate agencies banding together and keeping the commissions that they're taking high. In fact, it was specifically about how they were passing on trade me fees to vendors rather than absorbing it which in itself is actually not anti-competitive, but we'll get into this. So what really raised my eyebrows is when I read that Lodge Real Estate and Lugdens and I think one other real estate agency in Hamilton were charged a combined $4 million in penalties, which will just go to the Crown or go to the coffers of the Treasury, for this alleged anti-competitive behaviour that was brought forward by the Commerce Commission. And I thought, these are not, I mean, they're significant real estate agencies in Hamilton, but they're confined to Hamilton City and the Waikato. They're not national brands, and yet still collectively they were fined $4 million. What I would argue is not significant anti-competitive behaviour. It did a disadvantage too many vendors, in my view, and we'll get into what this actually was. So it all started back in 2013. So back then, Trade Me charged a subscription fee to all of the real estate agencies in order to be able to list properties on the platform. And the deal was that they would charge you your subscription fee, and it was I assume it was different for every single different real estate agency, but you could list as many properties as you wanted on the platform. Now, Trade Me, probably realising that they were leaving money on the table, came along and said, look, we're going to change it, and it's now going to be $159, I think it's plus GST, $159 plus GST per listing. Now, the real estate agencies didn't like this because it would mean that they were paying significantly more in terms of total fees to Trade Me for listing these properties. Now, at the same time, it was quite interesting is the main players, your Baileys, your Ray Whites, your Barfoots, were banding together and building a, I suppose, a Trade Me alternative. Which is Real Estate Investor. No, no Real, real estate. Estate.co.nz. That's which correct. Which in Australia is significantly bigger than the likes of eBay over there. Oh, that's really interesting. So most people actually would realise that realestate.co.nz is owned by a significant number of the major players. So they were getting together to build this anyway so that it wasn't just Trade Me holding a relative monopoly or a lot of market power in the market for real estate listings. So they were trying to solve this, but Trade Me got in and probably realising that was coming down was like, well, let's start charging more anyway while we have the market. Which in many ways is actually, Andrew, I wouldn't say an abuse of a monopoly power, but it's definitely taking it's advantage. It's a strong arm. It's definitely taking advantage of the market power that Trade Me has. So because they're the only ones in the market, they're able to charge those higher fees. Commerce Commission wasn't talking about that anyway. But what the real estate agents did, and this is the issue, is many of them got into a meeting room. And there are different cases. They did this in Hamilton, but the big boys did this in Auckland too. They got into a meeting room and said, what are we going to do? Well, first of all, we don't want to do anything anti-competitive, and this is actually minuted in those meeting notes, but why don't we make a deal that we will pass this on, we will all pass this on to the vendors. So if we get charged $159 plus GST, then if the vendor, somebody selling their property, wants to be listed on Trade Me, 
let them pay the fee that and we'll pass it on. That doesn't reasonable at all. Well, the Commerce Commission disagrees, even though the big boys, and this is actually quite interesting. That and I, I, I had coffee with one of the people that had to fork out the other day, and uh, we actually spoke about this. Now that we've got into this, I've realised, and he was still quite upset about this. Well, they should even be. Said, I, I know. The big boys were charged over $2 million each for yes. this, paid to the Treasury in this instance. They went away and sought legal advice and it must have come back okay and positive because in the minutes for the Auckland meeting with the big boys, they'd said, well, of course we don't want to do anything that would be perceived as anti-competitive, so let's run it past our lawyers. That was done, but still the Commerce Commission found against them. And the reason they were found against it is that it was a potential source of competition was no longer there. So what was alleged in the judgments is that because it was straight passed on to the vendor, vendors or people selling their properties were not able to negotiate to have that reduced. They were not able to negotiate for the real estate agents to absorb the cost of that trade me fee. Which well, is- why, could, why could they not? Why could they not say to their agent... We're not happy to pay that. No, because the agreement between the, the agencies was yes. saying, we're we not going to we, do that. We won't, we won't budge on this. We're not budging on this. Right. If people want it, they can have it, but we're not going to pay for and it so anymore. This is, then this is collusion. And that's what the anti-competitive behaviour was, because it was the opportunity lost by vendors that they couldn't negotiate on this, and that was seen as anti-competitive. And it's quite interesting, because when you read a lot of the articles around this, it almost makes it seem that... They the, were doing the, something... It was close and dagger behind the scenes. Yeah, when really, I mean, it wasn't necessarily. They got legal advice on it. And the source of competition, like the, the value was relatively small. I mean, it was quite large when thinking about the number of listings on Trade Me, but it was small in terms of what each vendor would otherwise pay. Isn't it interesting, though, in that instance, that because Trade Me absolutely had a monopoly, that if they go and change their fee structure, where really you've got no choice, it's either pay it or you don't get the listing, they're able to do that and that's not considered an abuse of a monopoly and yet when someone goes to figure out how they can justify this on their bottom line, that is considered wrong. And I'm sure I've read it in here that if you didn't then go on Trade Me, perhaps vendors would be disadvantaged if there weren't as many people who were looking at their property because they hadn't negotiated and because perhaps they didn't want to pay it, it wasn't on Trade Me, maybe... They might have had fewer buyers looking at the property and that would lead to a lower purchase price and that would significantly harm vendors in that instance. So it's a little bit intangible what the judgment has actually come down on and this is what we actually base this podcast off is what the judges have actually written about this case and how they've made the decisions. But it's quite interesting how it's come. The other thing that I did just want to mention which I thought was really, really interesting is that the fact that the real estate agencies got legal advice did not mean that they paid a lower fee. So the way this... (laughs) Maybe to their legal team they would have. I know, it's not good. The way the fees are set is that they'll make a starting point and then they will adjust up or down based on aggravating or mitigating factors. Now, rightly so... The real estate agency said, well, you should adjust that down because we went through the right process. We got legal advice on this. We probably paid a significant amount for that legal advice and we followed it. Now, what's interesting is that the judge came back and said, no, 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 that's not a mitigating factor. That is the absence 
of an aggravating factor. That and is terrible. Yes, and, and to actually quote from the judgment, might be page 14 or so of the judgment, says it should be regarded as the absence of an aggregating factor rather than one that attracts a credit by way of mitigation. So what they mean by that is that they would charge you more if, if you, you hadn't, did, sought, legal if you hadn't advice. sought legal advice. Amazing. Which is quite fascinating. Now, what ended up happening was Trade Me switched back to their old pricing model. They just stayed on the subscription model, though I believe they've now switched over and it's they might have. be, I think it's 139 plus GST for a listing now. Very, very fascinating. Now, in the end, I just want to tell you how much the big boys ended up paying. So Barford and Thompson got charged 2.575 million. Same for Harcourts. LJ Hooker, 2.475 mil. And Ray White charged 2.2 mil. So massive fees here, probably trying to set an example as well to ensure that there isn't price fixing. But I just want to talk about what's really interesting are two points there. Forming realestate.co.nz is not seen as collusion because they're introducing more competition into that market. Even though, and this is the interesting thing about a small country like New Zealand, even though they could be having casual meetings and discussing, oh, mate, what are you going to do about this here? Oh, I think I might pass it on. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. Maybe we'll think about that too. That, because it wouldn't have been captured in minutes, you'd never be able to see that that sort of quiet collusion was actually happening. And the other thing that I want to mention Because what's of most interest to people, normal real estate commissions, which some people perceive to be higher than they would otherwise like. I'm not sure I've met any purchaser of a product who hasn't wished that the purchase price was lower without the quality changing. But you can also have collusion, which is unable to be be seen and proven. And this is often what is referred to as tacit collusion. So tacit just meaning quiet. So tacit collusion is where, say, Andrew and I, now we both have our own real estate agencies, and I see that Nickel Real Estate has set their commission at 2.5%, and I think, oh, okay, Andrew set it at 2.5%. I'll just set it at 2.5%. And then the actual competitive price might actually be, say, 2% or whatever it happens to be. But because I'm looking at Andrew and Andrew's looking at me, and I don't want to look, you know, decrease my price because I know that I would then lose revenue in that instance, and so Andrew doesn't either. And then we have that sort of tacit collusion, that quiet collusion that we're just going to keep the price as what it is so that we don't have to compete against one another. And so there are other types of anti-competitive behaviour which aren't always going to be captured and proven by the Commerce Commission. Perhaps why they may then really aggressively go after cases like this where it is more obvious that there has been some sort of collusion, some sort of deemed anti-competitive behaviour. Anyway, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. really helps us get the message out to more people. And hey, have you got a podcast topic for us? Give us a text 5522. That's our text number. You can flick us a message about whether you've got a podcast topic or you just want to chew the fat with Andrew and I. We will text you back and it really is us on the other end of the phone as well. So we're really looking forward to this being more of a two-way conversation with you guys and we are really looking forward to hearing what you think about the podcast and hearing about how you're getting on with investing as well. So pop out your phone, send us a text. We are 5522. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time. Bye.